0: Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Hey guys, so a little disclaimer about this episode, Caroline accidentally recorded this whole thing through her headphone microphone instead of her microphone microphone, so that sound quality is not going to be as great, but I hope you enjoy it anyway, and also about halfway through my neighbor starts pressure washing his house and you can hear that throughout the rest of the episode and so yeah i'm sorry about all that but i hope you enjoy anyway okay <laughs> Good morning, Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah.
1: And I'm Caroline.
0: And today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 19, The Dirty Half Dozen. Yeah! So, Mariah, how was your week? It was great. I had my birthday yeah. and Valentine's Day, and it was all wonderful. Work was good. Life was good. Yeah. I don't have any details to talk about, really, but I've been happy.
1: Yay! Ah, So cool. You're old now. Yeah,
0: I'm old now. I'm 28. How was your week, Caroline?
1: Um, Mine's been pretty good for the most part. Valentine's Day was a little weird because David and I both had to work. But um, we just celebrated on a different day and made chocolate-covered strawberries. And we painted, like, we started painting, like, paint-by-number projects. (laughs) So that was really fun. (laughs) That's
0: cool. Um,
1: They're not finished. I will share them, but they're finished. (laughs) Okay. I don't know when that'll be. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's get into it yeah this episode was written by brent fletcher and drew z greenberg and directed by kevin tantarrowan nice
1: when you said z, z green i don't know why but in my brain i was reading that as Drew Zienberg?
0: <laughs> Drew Zienberg. Uh, the Art of Evolution poster for the Dirty Half Dozen with art by Jake Wyatt sees the original recruits to Colson's S.H.I.E.L.D. team from the first season, May, Ward, Fitz, Simmons, and Skye, along with Colson, together once again suiting up for a mission together. It oh. is the first poster of the Art of series to also feature the episode's title.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Making history. Yep. <laughs> and this episode, along with the previous episode, Frenemy of My Enemy, takes place right before the events of Avengers Age of Ultron. Cool. So, who do we meet, if any, in this episode?
1: Um. So we have no newbies this time. No newbies. Just the, the oldies. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Just the oldies.
1: So, let's get it going. All right. Raina wakes up from a dream of Gordon, Skye, Lincoln, and Coulson in trouble to see Ying watching her from across the room. Raina starts to tell her about this dream and how real and awful it felt when it's clear Gordon has arrived because they can hear Cal screaming the second he appears. <laughs> Ying goes out to get him to shut up and he yells about how angry he is that she tried to banish him. Which, eh, fair. <laughs> in between outbursts, Sky notices that Lincoln isn't there, so Gordon disappears again to go find him. Then Cal yells some about Sky being their daughter, and all the bystanders just start whispering amongst themselves. Uh
0: oh! Everybody knows now. Thanks, Cal. Right. God damn it, Cal. Cal.
1: Jing warns Cal to stop talking and go to his room, or things could get much worse. Her tone was very sinister. mm Hmm. As Cal is escorted away, Skye tells Jiang that she saw Colson. Just then, Gordon returns with a long cut across his forehead, just like in Raina's dream. He announces that he barely escaped Hydra. Reina has emerged from her room just in time to see that part of her dream came true. Wow, that was such an intense opener. <laughs>
0: With the episode exploring the new clairvoyant abilities of Reina, executive producer Marissa Tancheroen noted the irony of this, as Reina had spent much of her time on the series obsessed with another character who she believed was clairvoyant.
1: Yeah, we talked about that, I think, last episode or something? Yeah, in the
0: last episode.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. A nice little full circle moment. <laughs> it feels... <laughs> it feels a little similar. Not completely because this is done much better but it feels similar to how like in twilight Jacob's <laughs> rationalization <laughs> for like being in love with Bella this whole time was that uh she was going to be pregnant with Renesmee <laughs> <laughs> Yeah kind of Again this is much better done but <laughs> Okay moving on Gonzales goes to see Coulson in the holding cell. Coulson explains to him that Hydra has been operating on powered people. Gonzales still doesn't trust Coulson. And again, he never really had any reason not to. (laughs) Like, from the beginning. He just decided not to trust him and then found evidence to support that.
0: Confirmation bias.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, so he still doesn't trust Coulson. And Coulson does make it worse by saying that he's been working with Mike Peterson. (laughs) But eventually, he pulls the card Gonzales really wanted, and says that if Gonzales will des- decide to trust him and help him defeat Hydra, which is what we all want anyway, then Coulson will open the toolbox for him. Skye and Jiaying have finally gotten alone to talk about what's going on, and we're starting to see the sneaky suspicious side of Ying and the afterlife that I knew was coming. Jiaying says that she sent Lincoln to watch out for Skye, but she never should have even let Skye go anyway. Sky says she's glad that she did because she needed to make sure that the safe and user-friendly cow was the one that they released into the world. And Jaing goes, "Oh, you were being compassionate." What's that about? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, Sky asks when they're gonna go after Lincoln again, and Jaing simply says, "We're not." Whoa? Um, she says it's too much of a risk, regardless of the torture he will face at the hands of Hydra, which Jiang does know all too well. Sky is appalled that they would just give up on him. Jiang thinks that Hydra must have a way of tracking Gordon's movements, so anyone they sent after Lincoln would be in danger too. And besides, Lincoln was wouldn't want to put anyone else at risk either. <laughs> Um. Okay, Uh. I feel like Lincoln might have a different opinion on that, maybe. <laughs> like, I feel like it's bad enough to assume what someone who has passed away would want. But Lincoln isn't dead yet, <laughs> that we know of. I feel like if I was Lincoln, I would want someone to at least try to rescue me <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> Lincoln finally wakes up in a cell next to Mike's. And luckily, they're able to talk to each other through the wall. How convenient. Lincoln asks if Mike can use his fancy parts to get them out of here. And Mike says, you don't think I tried that already? (laughs) I love sassy Mike. (laughs) Mike asks about Lincoln's teleporting friend. And I guess my whole rant a second ago is for naught because he says, I hope he doesn't come. I'm pretty sure they're tracking him and that will put all my people at risk. God damn it.
0: Lincoln's too good. Too too good good. for his own good.
1: Yeah. Um, Mike says, My people are just as outmatched, except they're stupid enough to try. You're damn right they are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we love that for them. Yes. (laughs) So the base Lincoln and Mike are held captive is the same base Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch have been experimented on during the Captain America the Winter Soldier mid credits scene. Ooh.
1: Interesting. I never saw it. <laughs> you will. I will. We'll get there. List gets off the phone with Strucker, who is pleased about their experiments. Bakshi mentions how Lincoln and Mike are different types of powered people, but that, in the words of Whitehall, discovery requires experimentation. So they start sending some kind of radiation or something into Lincoln and Mike's cells that immediately knocks them both uncom- uh, unconscious. It knocks them both unconscious. That was super fucked up. Coulson finishes showing Gonzalez his plan without showing us. Rude. <laughs> and Gonzalez is not completely sold on it because Coulson is more focused on rescuing prisoners than just straight up blowing up the whole base. How crazy. Wow. <laughs> Gonzales doesn't want to risk any of his people. And honestly, what is with this episode and people not being willing to rescue people? <laughs> like... Okay, but Coulson says, don't worry, I've already chosen some. On the Quinjet, Fitz checks in with Hunter, who is still nursing his gunshot wound. Hunter is more nauseated, though, from listening to Ward and Kara being in love than by said gunshot wound. Understandably, honestly. (laughs) Fitz tells him to just focus on the wound. That would be less unsettling.
0: (laughs) Fitz! That killed me.
1: That was so funny.
0: I had to pause and, like, laugh (laughs) for what felt like half an hour.
1: Yeah, for real. Vince had a lot of good lines in this episode.
0: This episode was funny.
1: It was really funny. Up in the cockpit, Ward and Kara are flirting about, like, teaching her to fly a plane. But Kara is nervous about continuing to work with Coulson after she feels like they've fulfilled their part of the deal. Ward says he just needs one more thing from Coulson before they can go and start over alone somewhere. Blech. Blech. I hate this art. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> Finally, Hunter gets a call with permission for them to dock the Quinjet on the bus, and the bus lands them at the bunker. May is waiting for them in the garage, and Ward is reminded that he will be accompanied by armed guards at all times who will not hesitate to shoot him at any given moment. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Ward turns to Kara to say, May's pretty friendly once you get to know her. Blech. Ew. Ugh. I hated it. I hated it. Ugh. <laughs> Fuck off, Ward. <laughs> Fuck off. And once again, May is the embodiment of if looks could kill. <laughs> As everyone goes their separate ways, May stops by Colson to say, you finally come back and you bring Grant fucking Ward with you. This plan better goddamn ward. I may have embellished a little, but that's the sentiment. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I made it better. <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's what that's what they wanted to say. Yeah. But they couldn't. If they were on HBO,
1: television. that's what they would have said.
0: Yeah. God, can you imagine Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on HBO? I feel um, like we've talked yeah. about this before.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it would be so much gorier, but the lines would be so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Colson, Ward, May, Morris, and Gonzalez all watched the last video feed from Mike Peterson's eye showing a masked Hydra doctor removing his eye before the feed ends. First of all, I love that Morris is the only one wearing like full body armor body armor in this moment. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> Ward assures them that he has a man on the inside, Sunil Bakshi, who now works for Ward alone. And I love the, the little exchange after that where he was like, he's not a hydra a- agent anymore. Now he works for me, says the Hydra agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Hydra agent anymore, guys.
0: I promise, I promise. (laughs) I'm just a liar and a crook.
1: (laughs) And a crook. Ward swears that he only works for himself now, and he's only there to try and make amends. And for once, I agree with Gonzalez when he says, we remain skeptical.
0: (laughs) My neighbor is pressure washing, so if you guys can hear that, I'm sorry. Oh, I hope they stop soon.
1: I can't hear it, but that doesn't mean it won't be on the recording. (laughs) Coulson explains that his plan is to send a small, specialized team to Hydra's base in the Arctic, since they would see a large fleet coming. The group votes, including Agents Weaver and someone else on Zoom behind them. May ends up being the tiebreaker vote, though, so she asks to speak to Coulson alone before she gives her answer. She most definitely has some questions for him. (laughs) Fitz catches up with Simmons, and I'm so glad that they're friends again.
0: (laughs) They were so flirty, too. I really, really can't deal.
1: It was so cute. So they talk about how gross Ward and Kara are together. Um, And Fitz tries to very subtly change the subject by thanking Simmons for packing him the best sandwich in the world. And Simmons stays right on track, though. (laughs) Jumps right back into not understanding why Coulson would be okay with working with Ward. It's dangerous. Yeah, for him maybe. I attacked him on the Quinjet. Yeah, Hunter had to pull me off him. He's lucky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the part where I was like, "Oh my God, they're being so flirty." Because Simmons I loved was it. like, "Oh really?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> um, Fitz jokes that he should have thrown Ward off the plane this time around, and Simmons is like, "Yeah, totally." Or what if we just use these fucking bombs that I made and try to blow them up? <laughs> Fitz was like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> and then she fucking doubles down on it too. Like, this is not the Simmons that we once knew.
0: I told you. I told you that she would change. Yeah. Damn.
1: Damn. She sure did. So May and Coulson finally get a moment alone to talk, and they're both pissed. Colson is upset that May joined Gonzalez's team. May says that she was just doing what she thought was best to, to protect Colson, but she's angry at how many secrets that he's been keeping from her. He says that these were things she didn't need to know because she isn't the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she says neither is he anymore Says who? <laughs> Where did that come from?
0: <laughs> she's just upset
1: Yeah He reminds her that she once kept a pretty big fucking secret from him too valid (laughs) and she says yeah but this is personal like that wasn't (laughs) i get what she means that it wasn't cool of coulson to seemingly bring her ex into all of this behind her back but like i feel like both things were pretty personal
0: (laughs) true
1: coulson explains that he was actually just going to andrew for therapy finally someone is getting therapy
0: I really hope he's telling the truth about that because I Me genuinely too. don't remember.
1: <laughs> he needs it so bad. <laughs> May insists that he should have told her. And friends, I'm just going to say no one outside of you and your healthcare provider is entitled to any information about your healthcare, mental or otherwise. <laughs> now is it ethical for Andrew to provide counseling service to someone that he has a non-client relationship with technically no but I do feel like it's a pretty gray area considering the field that Coulson works in so whatever (laughs) and we love Andrew so
0: yeah yep
1: anyway Coulson promises to apologize at length later after they rescue all the people Hydra is holding hostage Sky is begging Gordon to help her save Lincoln. Gordon just keeps saying that they can't leave the afterlife until they know it's safe. And then Reina appears and says that she's seen Sky save Lincoln. And then Sky compares Reina to Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I'm fucking dead.
0: I said literally the same thing in my notes. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> I thought your power was spinning really fast to collect gold rings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Incredible. Raina proves that she really has seen the future by revealing that she saw Coulson and Ward working together, which is something that Skye hadn't told anyone yet. Raina says she saw Skye saving Lincoln, and she's the only one who can. And she knows that where Gordon takes her will be far away from Hydra. Ward and Kara are arguing again about how long they have to stay here with S.H.I.E.L.D. Ward says that this is an opportunity for Kara to relearn about her past. Since being a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent was taken from her, she can now reconnect with that part of herself. I think it would be so fucking hilarious if the part of herself she reconnected with hated Ward. (laughs) She's
0: like, oh, I remember now. You're that fucking guy. You're that fucking guy. Oh, God.
1: I think that would just be top tier. (laughs) Morris is frustrated with Gonzales because he apparently doesn't want her to go on this mission, even though he voted yes for it. He says that since it's so dangerous, he only wants Coulson's people to go. What the fuck?
0: (laughs) This guy sucks.
1: Yeah, literally. (laughs) Morris reminds him that Coulson's people are S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and Gonzales is basically like, some of them may die, but that is a risk I am willing to take. (laughs) I literally hate it. I hate him so much. Like, how is he any different than the picture he painted of Coulson? There's no difference.
0: It's projection at its finest.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Simmons packs a little bomb in her bag and then asks Coulson if she can join the mission. She says that while the other specialists are there for tactical reasons, someone will need to tend to Mike's injuries once they rescue him. And then she vaguely says, this is something I have to do. And Coulson soon agrees. But, wow, that was unsettling.
0: <laughs> Simmons is low-key scary in this episode. She really I is. I love it.
1: Amazing. <laughs> um, sorry, I don't know why my nose itches so much.
0: You're going to come into money soon.
1: <sighs> I freaking hope so. <laughs>
0: Have you ever, like, you've heard that, like, if... Um... I it, thought that was your hand. Oh, yeah. When your hand itches, you're going to come into money soon. If your nose itches, someone wants to kiss you. If your ears are ringing, someone's talking about you.
1: Someone wants to kiss me right now?
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Call your boyfriend in from the other room.
1: <laughs> he just went to work. <laughs> um, anyway. Well, okay. If anybody wants to kiss me, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> as colson may ward and fitzsimmons get on the bus sky appears da, da, da. and then ward says this is great we finally got the team back together literally fuck off ward
0: fuck off nobody
1: wants you here <laughs> fitzsimmons are trying to find out everything sky has been through since they last saw each other but Sky's hesitant to divulge anything yet um, since ward is there and ward walks in like i heard my name <laughs> of course you did everybody hates you
0: Sky says that Ward is like the Candyman when he walks into the room while she's talking about him. <laughs> Candyman, oh. nineteen ninety two, was a film about a supernatural killer who appears when his name is said. <laughs> I
1: I was like, I know that's a reference to something that I don't know what it is. <laughs> but that makes sense now. And she's right. It does it does <laughs> Um So, Coulson asks Ward to bring them up to speed on Bakshi's intel. But before Ward can start, he takes the opportunity to sort of apologize. It's like an apology adjacent. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's his attempt at an apology. Not a very good one.
1: Y'all know I love analyzing apologies, so buckle in. (laughs) Uh, Because I got got a little heated here. (laughs) Go for it. Um, So first of all, I loved Fitz's comments. (laughs) Ward's like, mistakes were made by you. And people were hurt by you. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. He's just like me. (laughs) But for real though, Ward says, I could explain again, blah, 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 all this trauma. But that's just it. He explains his actions. He doesn't apologize for them. And May says what we're all thinking too. We all have our traumas, Ward. None of us turned into psychopaths. And then he, of course, throws the blame back on them, saying, we all have our own ways of coping. I was yours, Mae. I'm just saying, we all make mistakes. But what were yours? What were your mistakes? What did you specifically do? What damage did you cause? Are you sorry that you caused it? What are you going to do to change so that you don't do that to anyone else again? And what reason do any of these people have to forgive you? I... I was ripping my hair out, it was... <laughs> I I don't think I'm doing it justice, just how like angrily I was typing
0: <laughs> all this out last night. I did the same thing, I literally, I was talking out loud as I was typing in my bed. I was like, none <laughs> of that matters literally, anymore, Ward, because you were lying the whole the time. Whole time.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, and then that's literally the next thing. Um, So he says the thing that he regrets the most wasn't lying or murdering fellow SHIELD agents. Well, as he put it, putting them down. Because he still can't admit what he actually did. And it somehow the worst thing wasn't even throwing Fitzsimmons into the ocean. Again, that was attempted murder. You can say what the fuck you did. (laughs) But no, what he regretted the most was making this moment a little awkward for the rest of them. (laughs) Ruining the family bond that this team had. That was his biggest regret. Because we had some good times. No, they didn't. Not anymore. Because all of those good times are now tainted by the knowledge that Ward was actively working against them and betraying them and lying to them the whole time. So all of those good times that would have included him are completely negated. And this hit a little close to home (laughs) at the moment. Um, So I'm just going to like copy and paste that whole note for my next therapy session. It's going to be great. (laughs) Sky breaks the tension by saying that she's still happy that she shot him. And everybody agrees. And Simmons was like, you should have aimed for the face. (laughs) (laughs) Colson gets them back on task to the mission. He breaks them into two teams, putting Ward with Sky and Simmons the woman that he's obsessed with and the woman that he attempted to murder? Great choice, Coulson. <laughs> Incredible thinking. Coulson does tell Ward to stop talking to people, though. So. <laughs> Just stop talking. <laughs> he tried. <laughs> Jiayin goes to get Cal once he's calmed down, and she apologizes for trying to send him away without telling him. And she does say that it's better for him to stay, for now. Then she asks him to tell her about Rena he says that from his experience with her they need to watch the backs around her. Back at the bunker, Hunter sits down to talk with Mac. Mac gives a much better apology than Ward attempted. <laughs> and Hunter gives him some he gives him some shit but ultimately forgives him and they agree that Mac will need to work very hard to make things up to him. But they joke around some and it's very nice to see them both smile. Um, and <laughs> Honestly, I forget how beautiful some of these people are because they're always so, like, goddamn stressed and brooding all the time. So, (laughs) them smiling was really nice. (laughs) Mac asks if Hunter has spoken with Morse yet, and Hunter says no, and then makes it very clear that that's the end of that conversation. (laughs) But I am glad that they got to, like, make up with each other. I did miss that friendship. So Morris checks in on Kara while she's getting blood drawn for some reason. <laughs> Morris explains that it's a win-win of keeping her monitored without putting her in a cell, while also checking to see if Whitehall messed with her in any other way besides the brainwashing. Kara appreci- uh, appreciates. appreciate appreciates
0: appreciates.
1: We're British now. <laughs> Kara appreciates Morris treating her like a normal person, um, unlike everybody else apparently. And Morse is good at that. Uh, Honestly, I say it later, but I fucking love Morse. (laughs) When Morse tries to validate her by saying how awful what Whitehall did was, uh, Kara says, it worked out, though, because it brought her to Ward. And she fully believes that Ward will save the day for them and show S.H.I.E.L.D. the version of him that she sees. I highly doubt that, but uh, okay, I guess. (laughs) Glad you're happy. (laughs) List and Bakshi are discussing that they have reached the point in experimentation that no one but the twins have survived before. I assume that the twins are Wanda and her brother.
0: The twins that Dr. List mentions in the facility are the characters shown in the same cells holding Mike and Lincoln during the mid-credits scene of Captain America the Winter Soldier and are characters properly introduced in Avengers Age of Ultron, which came out the Friday following this original air date. Their names are Pietro and Wanda Maximoff, known as Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, respectively.
1: That's so cool that it was like, because what day of the week would this have come out on? Do you remember?
0: Um, I think on Thursdays. So
1: So. literally the next day. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) I love it. Then, List and Bakshi spot the bus, even though it's cloaked, and they start trying to shoot them out of the sky. But S.H.I.E.L.D. is ready. And they all get into position. And then the missile hits and blows up the bus. The end of
0: an era. Bye-bye, bus. The death of the bus kids in this episode and the death of the bus itself.
1: They're not kids anymore.
0: (laughs) I know. I thought that was, like, a nice touch, though. That, like, as much as I hate Ward, I thought that it was, like, interesting to see them all back together again. And how, like, that relationship can never... Be remedied, yeah. And so it was like the death of the bus kids, and then like the bus itself gets blown up, and so it's like it really is the end of an era.
1: Yeah, it was a nice, a nice visual to like the emotional turmoil. Yeah. However, the team is safe and buckled in on the Quinjet that is hurtling towards the ground, <laughs> so that Hydra will believe that they're just debris, um, and. <laughs> Colson being like, I shouldn't have eaten that Hot Pocket earlier. I love the product placement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For the destruction of the bus, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s plane that serves as a mobile command center, series lead visual effects provider, FuseFX, were able to storyboard and plot out the sequence earlier than usual before creating a completely computer-generated sequence in which the plane is hit by a missile while flying in the Arctic. As the plane is brought down, pieces of wreckage catch fire and burn as they fall to Earth. There is also a smaller plane that flies through the airborne debris. It's a very complex sequence combining CG, effects simulation, and pyrotechnics. Series visual effects supervisor Mark Kolpak elaborated that, doing fire realistically on television is a tall order. You don't get the representation of what a real fire element looks like using software, But the guys at Fuse FX, those FX animators, are amazing. It takes a long time and a lot of setup to get things right. And it wasn't just the fire. It was the smoke and the debris, and then it was the cloaking device, and May in the cockpit, and it was May on blue screen. Between Houdini and the particles we had to create for that one shot, a big giant virtual shot where we had a Quinjet come down and all the debris is falling all around, and there's fire and smoke, that sequence was what that episode was about. It was a big scene to pull off.
1: Yeah. They did a great job. It looked amazing.
0: Yeah. I love... This episode had so many great fun facts. Yeah. And I love the big long ones. It's been a while since we've gotten, like, a special effects fun fact.
1: Yeah. I love it. We gotta give the the effects people their flowers, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, the team manages to break into the boiler room of Hydra... And they have, they meet Bakshi waiting for them. He tells them where the target rooms are, joins Ward's team, and then they all get moving. They have 15 minutes until backup arrives. Or I guess not backup, but until the base gets blown up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Fitz's little, be careful, Gemma. I want to (laughs) cry. I want to cry just thinking about it. That was so cute. Ward, Simmons, and Bakshi find the lab where List is mid experiment. List evacuates, and the guards start trying to have a shootout with them. Ward tells Sky, "Just like old times, huh?" Fuck off. (laughs) Sky says, "Not exactly," and then uses her powers to send the guards flying. And Ward says, "So that's what happened in Puerto Rico. The least you could do is thank me." Literally, fuck him. He makes everything about him, and I. Hate, oh my god, I hate it. Sky says, "Or I could just not try to kill you again, or do do it. Do you it. could
0: do it. You could snap his neck so easily.
1: Literally, just like make all of his bones break like you did to yourself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so they find Mike waking up in his cell and he tells them it's not as bad as it looks. Well, actually it's pretty bad. <laughs> um he tells Sky where to find Lincoln and to hurry. So Sky runs off and Simmons gets ready to go in and help Mike. May Coulson and Fitz find the control room and start working on disabling the weapons in the space. I assume they're, like, disabling the all of the weapons. Everywhere. <laughs> so Simmons tells Ward to stop standing around looking stupid and go find something to carry Mike out on. <laughs> and I love when she bosses people around. <laughs> Mike is surprised that Simmons would ever work with Ward again, and she says, I saw an opportunity to do the right thing, so I took it. but she's gonna blow up Ward! <laughs> and I love that she's so cryptic about it.
0: I know, it's so funny.
1: Skye finds the lab where Lincoln was being operated on, and damn, look at her go! She is a full-fledged al- alien. Oh my god. She is a <laughs> I mean, full-fledged agent now. She is. she's a full-fledged agent now and may taught her so well she takes out like 10 guards single-handedly i'm so proud of her
0: i love that sky is still a badass agent who can hold her own and she's not using her new powers as like a crutch
1: yeah i love she did amazing
0: i love her so the scene where sky takes out a room of hydra agents was all done in one shot by chloe bennett with no stunt doubles and she injured her elbow in two places during the take Oh my god! Director Kevin Tancheroen and the series' stunt team, led by stunt coordinator Tanner Gill and fight choreographer Matt Mullins, created a pre visualization of a fight sequence between the character Sky and several Hydra agents, in which it would be filmed in a single take. Tancheroen and Mullins conceived the idea while looking for a way to top the May versus May fight and face my enemy. The executive producers were enthusiastic about the idea being used, and the actors, including Bennett, rehearsed the sequence on the prior weekend for a couple of hours at a gymnastics place.
1: A gymnastics place? (laughs) A gymnastics place, that's what it says. (laughs)
0: Um, Because the series production doesn't build sets till a couple days before the shoot, or even the day before the shoot, or sometimes even the morning of the shoot, the stunt team was not able to coordinate with the art department and set decorators in the construction of the set, so the fight sequence had to be slightly reconfigured on the day of the shoot to fit the set. A steam on the effect, day? Yeah. Oh my god. A steam effect in the sequence proved difficult due to the special effects operator having to time it with Bennett shooting, working around a delay in the air canister system of several seconds. Tanshi used a handheld camera, with the operator having to run all over the place with this really heavy camera on his shoulder, (laughs) but wanted to move away from the Jason Bourne, shaky cam style of filming, saying that because of his background in choreography, it's drilled in my head that the camera has to complement the movement of the action. The shot took four takes to get right, with Bennett breaking her arm during the filming of the final take and having to carry out the rest of her fight scenes for the season with the injury.
1: Wow. Wow. That's so impressive.
0: It really really is. I I like, I can't, I can't it. imagine like breaking my arm at work. Like what it <laughs>
1: <laughs> at the library. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Falling off the ladder. That's... Did she cry? Is it bad that I want to know if she cried? Chloe, did you cry when you broke your too. arm? Chloe,
1: come on the pod, tell us if you <laughs> cried. <laughs> No, but, like, God, for the the camera, that's – it was a handheld camera. That's crazy. It was beautifully done. They did yeah. a great job. I'm really proud of them. And
0: I loved, <laughs> like – because I hate – I hate the shaky cam yeah, sort of take. Yeah, me takes.
1: too. I can't focus on anything.
0: Yeah. Like, so I'm really glad that the camera was – even though it was handheld and they had to, like, run around, it was still, like, very steady.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I that was a really a really good way to do it and I god I'm so impressed
0: <laughs> I love that sort of thing where it's like all one take yeah because when it's done really well you cannot tell like it doesn't register yeah. that it was all one take
1: I had no idea I didn't notice that's amazing they did a great job good job everybody <laughs> um so, Skye gets to Lincoln to find him flatlining. And I'm not sure what she does exactly. I'm not sure if she's, like, using her powers or his. I feel like a little um, bit of both. Yeah. So, like,
0: I, I feel like she vibrated his heart and then, like, the spark happened, like, when he revived.
1: Maybe. I guess. I, I, I feel like that probably makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know medical things.
0: <laughs> it's up to interpretation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, somehow she restarts his heart and whispers that Rena was right. Is it the power of true love? <laughs> While Ward is searching for something to carry Mike on, Simmons follows him with a splinter bomb at the ready. She starts to throw it at him, but fucking Boxy gets in the way and takes the hit. Oh, bye, bye, Bakshi. bye bye, Boxy. Bye bye, Boxy. Oh my god.
0: On the death of his character in the episode, Simon Cassianides said, I'm sad to see him go, but I'm happy to see someone like that get their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Noting that the character was originally intended to be killed off in A Hen in the Wolf House, Cassianides felt the way that Bakshi and his relationships had developed throughout the season was fantastic, and made the character's final sacrifice a much more beautiful death.
1: I didn't think about it being a, a sacrifice, but it is interesting that he he did, he sacrificed himself to save ward. Yeah. And that, he never would have done that. He was always so slippery before.
0: For Bakshi's death by splinter bomb, the visual effects team had created the effect before for earlier episodes, so they had that pretty much dialed in. Kolpak <laughs> explained that Cassianides was shot against green screen and background plates, and we added several layers of different erosion techniques, taking his body away and then having all the actual particles dynamically coming off him as he moved. Wow.
1: God. All the effects in this episode were really fucking good. <laughs>
0: they were. You could tell they're coming up on the end of the season because they're really like going all out.
1: Yeah. They're like, we gotta use the rest of our budget. <laughs> <laughs> Ward is somehow shocked that Simmons would do this because we're on the same team. <laughs> You're
0: never on the same team as you.
1: Never. Nobody is on your team, Ward. Simmons says she was just fulfilling her promise to be the one who kills him. Ward doesn't lower his weapon, though. So Simmons says, just finish it, you monster. But Ward just says, you've changed. I'm disappointed in you. Before
0: (laughs) Well, I'm proud of her, Ward. I'm proud. I am, too.
1: (laughs) Literally, why would she care about the opinion of her would-be murderer? Like... (laughs) nobody cares about your opinion ward
0: i did i loved elizabeth's acting in that scene though like after he walks away and she starts like crying because she's like in shock like that's the first time she's ever killed someone she just killed bakshi
1: yeah i didn't think about it being the first time wow the first time that she was going to kill someone and then she killed the wrong person yeah so she finds Sky and they roll Lincoln out on his hospital bed. Fitz is almost finished with uh, whatever he's doing. Um, <laughs> and May goes to find Coulson fiddling with another Hydra computer. She's getting pissed that he's deviating from the plan again, but he finishes up and grabs a flash drive that he was downloading to. They all move out and head back to the base while Weaver leads some jets to blow up the Hydra base. So
0: In the rescue mission, Coulson had the hidden mission of gathering Hydra intelligence. This mirrors the opening scene of Captain America the Winter Soldier, where Black Widow was to gather intelligence while the rest of the team was rescuing hostages. The intelligence that Coulson gathers reveals the location of Loki's scepter in Sokovia and leads directly into the events of Avengers Age of Ultron. Reyna also has a vision concerning the events of the movie, including the scepter.
1: That's a very cool fun fact, but I was distracted because I just realized that the word intel is just short for intelligence. <laughs> 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 I never thought about it before. I thought they were just different words. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> <sighs> uh, anyway. Uh, so once they land back at S.H.I.E.L.D., Ward calls Coulson from an undisclosed location. He says that while he didn't want to stick around to end back up in a, sh- in a cell or getting his memories erased, he hopes that Coulson will keep Kara around and help her get her memories back that Whitehall took from her. There he goes again, deciding other people's lives for them while poor meing in the process. I tried to fix her, but there's not enough good left in me. I just can't do it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Coulson promises to try and help Kara, however he can.
0: I remember being so pissed off every time Ward almost died but didn't.
1: Literally, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like a cockroach. <laughs> So Fitzsimmons tell Mike that Hydra fully dismantled his leg, and it will take time and a different facility to put him back together. They tell him that Bakshi was actually the one who helped them find him in Lincoln, but that he didn't make it out. Very smooth, Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) Gonzalez watches Sky agonizing over Lincoln. Morse joins him and is appalled that he is still obsessed with the idea that Sky is dangerous. Literally, everyone is so obsessed with Sky.
0: What did she do? She didn't do <laughs> shit. She did
1: nothing to y'all. She d- like, you said that she was dangerous. She killed someone in self-defense by accident, and then since then has done nothing but help you.
0: I don't even think she killed him. It was just it like she injured him. He was in like a critical condition.
1: Well Then, great, yeah. <laughs> even better. <Yeah. laughs> she is of no threat to you. <laughs> um, Morse says we're all dangerous, and I like I've said like I said earlier. I think I've said this before. I don't like that Morse was a double agent, but I still like her a whole lot. Um, she seems to be the only like other Shield agent. With a goddamn backbone and, like, a moral code of any kind. Yeah. And I, I love that she always... She's never, like, disrespectful to her superiors or whatever, but she always speaks up when she disagrees. And I love that about her.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: Gonzalez used Coulson's rescue mission not to rescue innocent prisoners, but to hold them prisoner in his own facility for his own gain and knowledge about powered people. Literally, how does he not see the parallel? <laughs> not only between him and what he pictures Coulson as, but between him and Hydra. Jesus!
0: Yeah. It's it's insane. That kind of person is never going to see themselves as the bad guy. Truly. And it's, like, in a different way than people in Hydra don't see themselves as the bad guys. Right. Because, like, they, they... I feel like a lot of... Most of Hydra knows that they are the bad guys they know that they are like in the wrong they just don't care they they are more concerned with what they can get but like this kind of person is almost more dangerous because they are convinced that they are the good guy
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that they are right yeah
1: and and nobody can ever tell them any different yeah so i will be like i'm i'm the director of the new shield what are you talking about Morse is telling him that this should be a discussion, not just his decision, when Coulson runs into them. Coulson honors his agreement and unlocks the toolbox and hands it over to Gonzales. Spoiler alert. (laughs) I love when he said that. Uh, (laughs) Fury isn't dead, and he may ask for that back. Just then, Coulson shows them that he's getting a call from Maria Hill. And Gonzalez is fucking pissed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really rubbing it in. ...that Coulson is the true director of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Yes, and I love that for him.
0: <laughs> In July 2014, the executive producers stated that they had plans to incorporate... Kobe Smulder's Maria Hill into the second season... ...leading to a cameo appearance at the end of this episode. The Dirty Half Dozen features easter eggs, plot threads, and other connective tissue... ...leading into the opening scene of Avengers Age of Ultron... ...including the appearance of Henry Goodman as List and Smolders as Hill reprising their roles from the films executive producer jed whedon described the tie-in as more nuanced than the previous one which connected the series to captain america the winter soldier given that this crossover has relatively little impact on the ongoing storylines of the season
1: i just i think it's so cool how they weave this into the the movies and stuff
0: yeah Uh, that that was always like my favorite part yeah Because it was, like, I would watch the episode and then I would go see the movie with my dad. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I I said in the last episode, so many of my memories of my dad are, like, interwoven with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the MCU. Yeah. So, it's just really cool. cool. (laughs) Um, so...
1: Jiang visits Raina again to talk about Raina using her visions to convince Skye to go rescue Lincoln. I do feel like that's not taking into account that Skye was going to do that anyway. (laughs) No matter what anyone said. Um, So really, Raina convinced Gordon more than anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Jiang says that from now on, she will have the final say on any decisions based on Raina's gift. Raina gets a little indignant. Who gave you all this authority, anyway? And while Raina is getting going, she has a vision of Coulson's conversation with Hill. Or, um, it wasn't of the conversation uh, about Loki's scepter. It's in Sokovia, and List is after it as well, as we learned from Coulson's conversation with Hill. That's happening at the same time, which is why I got confused. <laughs> uh, I was like, "How weird that she's just like dialing into this conversation." <laughs> 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 anyway, so Coulson tells Hill that he decided to cover up the real reason, the real reason for the Arctic mission so that he didn't get voted down and that the next phase is to call in the Avengers. And this get this brings up some pretty fucked up things about Coulson because well, I guess he was like, "Oh, well, rescuing these people is a bonus." Um, but I don't know, it could have been <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like it's almost. It's a it's a it's a parallel, and it's kind of proving Gonzalez's point a little bit. Um, yeah, it's a parallel between him and Fury because Fury had Black Widow do the same thing in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, um, mm. where, you know, Steve Rogers thought that it was a mission to rescue these hostages when really. That was just a bonus, and the real mission was to gather intel.
1: Wow. Oh, okay. When did The um, Winter Soldier come out?
0: Um, it was came it, out in 2014, so it was... The Winter Soldier was the same one that the HYDRA reveal happened in.
1: Oh, okay. That is interesting that they kind of had a very similar plot in this episode. But. Yeah. Anyway, so Reina tells Jiang the rest of her vision... Men made of metal will tear a city apart and the world will be changed forever. Very dramatic. <laughs>
0: More Age of Ultron references. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so like I said before, this episode includes Easter eggs and plot threads leading into the opening scene of Age of Ultron. Yeah.
1: So now it's time for the post content content.
0: <laughs>
1: Except, never mind. <laughs> There's no post content content this time. I noticed that. And it that. felt, it felt a little incomplete. It's
0: very weird.
1: <laughs> it was super weird.
0: I guess the post content content is Age of Ultron.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they were like, y- "You'll get the after credit scene tomorrow <laughs> in the theater." <laughs>
0: yeah. So overall thoughts? What you got?
1: Some of this hit really close to home with. What I've been going through the last few months. And I did not expect to get so heated. Um, Makes for a good episode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Within the world, though, I I think Ward thinks that he's changed a lot more than he has. Yeah. Like, he thinks he's this real big man just fucking leaving his girlfriend with S.H.I.E.L.D. But he's still, like, making decisions for people that he has no business speaking for. And he still has very little very little if any self-awareness and zero ability to actually take responsibility for his actions or apologize for the massive amounts of harm that he caused um so i think overall he's exactly the same as he always was
0: yeah agreed
1: but he's like oh i don't work for hydra anymore so i'm a good person now different
0: now (laughs) never mind that That i just killed a bunch of people to get my girlfriend her face back
1: yeah, yeah. Don't don't think about that. <laughs> I've changed. Shh, shh,
0: shh. Sh. It's fine. It's fine.
1: <laughs> How about you?
0: Um. So I've got a few extra fun facts. So this episode received positive reviews with critics praising craving Craving With critics praising Tangeron's choreography and direction of the fight sequences, particularly the one take fight Hell yeah and generally feeling positive about the film tie-in as well. It was nominated for a primetime Emmy for its visual effects but lost to Game of Thrones. Aww. In the United States the episode received a 1.5/5% share of the Nielsen ratings among adults between the ages of 18 and 49. That was one of those. Um, this means that it was seen by 1.5% of all households and 5% of all those watching television at the time of the broadcast. Wow. It was watched by 4.57 million viewers. The episode was second most watched in the time slot behind NCIS New Orleans. Within seven days, the episode had been watched by a total of 7.24 million U.S. viewers, just over the season average of 7.09 million.
1: Wow. Wow. Look at you making history. <laughs>
0: whoop, whoop, whoop. And there were no goofs in this episode.
1: Because it's perfect.
0: It's a perfect episode. I was like, wow. There are wow, no flaws. There's no goofs. <laughs> there's no goofs for me to make fun of.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> you, can, It's impossible to make fun of this episode <laughs> is what that means. <laughs>
0: Oh, I loved this episode.
1: It was really good. It was really It brought really up good. a lot of feelings. <laughs> it was funny. I love when it can bring up a lot of feelings and be funny at the same time.
0: Absolutely. They did a great job. Yeah. Oh, well, that concludes our episode on Season 2, Episode 19, The Dirty Half Dozen. Yeah. Next week, we'll be covering Season 2, Episode 20, Scars, so stay tuned for that. Okay, bye! Bye, love you!